Hey everyone, it's me, Lauren, your creative mentor. And if you're watching me on YouTube, you're gonna notice that the background is different. I'm trying a different light source thing, but that is my actual background. This is not like a green screen, like that's really a cityscape behind me. I know I say I live in Chicago a lot. I'm not joking. <laughs> so, um, hey, what's up? I'm glad you're back. I hope you're enjoying the money month that we're all in right now. We've talked about how much money you should make. We've talked about how taxes work. We've talked about how to ask for a raise or to negotiate one. So today I'm going to switch it up a little bit and talk about diversifying our income. And I say that more to be f like financially literate really and also a lot of you are kind of technically small business owners and you kind of want some thoughts on that stuff so um, again if you're new here this is a podcast that is based out of the frustration that I have and a lot of other people I've seen have about um, art school or college in general not really preparing all of us for the workforce especially as creatives and that any creative can listen to this whether you're a graphic designer which is what I am um, or if you're a photographer if you're a traditional artist all of these things um, so you even if you're a project manager you don't necessarily have to just be doing what I do professionally to really follow along and that I kind of wrote this whole podcast following a loose curriculum I had when I did a mentorship program with the AIGA, not that I'm affiliated with them, and that whenever anyone's giving you any kind of advice, whether it's career advice, financial advice, any of that, you should vet your source. I am not a lawyer. I am not um, a financial advisor. I have one, though. And so this is some stuff that I've kind of picked up along the way, and I just kind of wanted to share it with you. So... Before we really get into any other tangents, that's kind of the, the deal. Um, I have premium content, whoa, I have premium content on my Patreon, but for the most part, my Patreon is free. And any resource that I mention within this podcast will be up there for free, links and all. Remember, I do make workbooks that go along with all of this stuff. So if you don't want to re-listen to these podcasts over and over, I have a downloadable book at the end of every month that goes over everything that we've talked about. This money one this month will probably be pretty valuable. So go check that out, The Creative Mentor on Patreon. Uh, or you can follow me on TikTok. That's probably how you found me. Hi, yes, I'm almost 30 and I love TikTok. And funny enough, we went viral pretty recently. So thanks, guys. It's fun to be old and <laughs> hear about it every day. So, <laughs> so okay, diversifying our income. What does that mean? So if you're a gig worker, you're probably already doing this. Um, diversifying our income means getting multiple income streams. And I feel like when you're talking about the American dream, which is to have everything, have a sustainable life, a job, a st stability, all of that stuff, um, that's what the American dream was. And then I think it shifted into uh, being a successful business owner. And that's kind of like a tricky spot to be in these days, it seems, um, because we are recording this within a pandemic. We're staring down the barrel of an economic recession. I've said that before. And so, like, what the hell does diversifying your income mean? 
And you know, what's kind of interesting is as creatives, we are the most capable of this than literally any other kind of job. And so um, what that means is just creating multiple income streams. So like, for example, for me, I have my day job doing my graphic design and advertising that I very much enjoy and I like to do and I feel very lucky to do what I do. And then there's uh, people who have Etsy shops, which is also something I do. I sell pins on the side. They're very funny. You should check them out on Be Subtle Pins on Etsy. Um, some people um, really thrive on Etsy and you can do downloadable like patterns and things like that there's society six there's printful essentially you're manufacturing goods to sell and the goods come from your artwork you can sell art prints you can sell shirts all that stuff um and then you're also probably on top of that you might be looking into you know leaving your full-time job to pursue whatever it is you're passionate about which I don't think is bad. I think that's a great way to be. And to be quite honest, now is the time. You know, we're again, we're in a pandemic. Some of us are completely and utterly unemployed. When I was fired and unemployed back in 2015 because a boss yelled at me and I said, no one talks to me that way. And then I lost my job. That's um, <laughs> a true story. Um, I collected unemployment for six months living in Virginia and, in, and I looked for work, but like, eh, what work was I going to find? And uh, so I went into business with a friend and we crowdsourced a whole streetwear thing. And it, it let me move to Los Angeles. And it just like completely turned my life upside down in a good or bad way, depending how you look at it. But point being is that you can literally make things however you want to. And so all of these things are really valuable when you're diversifying your income. Like I just listed a bunch of stuff where it's like I have a full-time job. I'm selling hard goods on Etsy. And then I do this podcast, which mind you is for free, but that's what the Patreon is also for. It's to help fund all of these projects that I do and pay for the time that I put into all of the stuff that I make. And, you know, it's not necessarily a reflection of, like, customers, how that goes. It's just diversifying your income. Because in real life, nobody tells you this. In real life, that's how people get, quote, unquote, rich. And since we've been talking about money very candidly, it's, it's not lost on all of us that this capitalist system sucks. It's not sustainable. It's not healthy for people. It makes the rich richer and the poor poorer, and it makes you work 40 billion times harder than you had to in the past to have a livable wage. And all of that is garbage, but it's also what is true. And I think that that is this like fundamental mental difference that a lot of creatives go through and struggle with, including myself. You know, I've been having a really shitty time on social media, specifically Instagram. I fucking hate that place. I think it's a garbage place. It doesn't serve creatives, which is ironic because it seemed like what it originally was for. But at the same time, in my profession, it's my job to understand all of that stuff. And it doesn't matter how I feel about it. I still have to know how it works so that it's successful so I can do my job well while also exploring other things for work on a social setting so like that's just the reality of it all 
you don't have to like it and you can complain the whole way, but it doesn't mean it's not true. So diversifying our income is something to really think about. But at the same time, you don't want to monetize all of your hobbies, which is a very, very, very millennial thing to say. And in case you're not a millennial like me, because you're younger or older, we were raised with the, you have to go to school so you can get a good job and so you can make the right amount of money to do whatever. And they yet they sent us all to art school and $120,000 in debt later with an, a fine art degree, there were no jobs available and we all got scattered around. And then places like Etsy popped up and being able to market for free on social media popped up. And all of that just like really started when we were essentially in our 20s. And now it's turned into this big advertising conglomerate that it is. And Facebook's in the news every day for misinformation. And Twitter is like everyone's right hand. And no one even talks about TikTok yet. But the second articles start talking about it in a sense like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, then like the ads got to it. You know what I mean? And so like balancing all of that stuff is really tricky. But... Some of you can figure it out. And I do say some of you because not all of us can. I think it takes a very specific mind and set of disciplines and sets of values for artists and creatives to essentially fund their life doing their work. And we see it a lot. And a lot of us ask the question, and I'm going to be really frank with you. I don't have the answer. I don't know how artists fund their $4,000 a month on Patreon and how they come up with the plan or if it just happens to them. I don't know the formula and I would love to learn it so that I can at least frame it in a way for all of us to think about it. But I also am constantly trying things and exploring stuff to try to figure out what that formula is. So also if you're listening to me and you're a successful Patreon artist or you're a successful Etsy small business and you don't need a day job to fund all of that stuff, please reach out to me in some way. I don't care how. Find me on LinkedIn. Find me on Instagram. Email me. Find me on Patreon. I don't care how. I would genuinely love to talk to you to understand how you built that because all of this is building we're building a career we're building our finances we're building our portfolios we're building our resumes we're building our ability to talk about what we're doing that's just another facet of building stuff and so I just even though I don't have the full answer I just want to talk about the idea of diversifying and how that might pertain to you and what fits in your natural flow for that Because for me, there's no way it's natural for me to sit down every day and make work with the idea that I'm going to sell it because from an illustration standpoint, I don't enjoy that. I just want to draw whatever I want to draw, however I want to draw it, for however long I want to. I can't sit there with the mindset of I'm going to make this a print and I'm going to get this many prints and I'm going to market them this way and I'm going to sell them. Like It just doesn't go that far for me. And I think also a lot of us don't just say that. It's just, I'm just not interested in doing this. And that's allowed. And I don't think a lot of us think that it's allowed. I don't want to sit on Society 6 
and figure out all my pricing structure and how I'm going to market this to people. And it feels weird to be like, look at this, look at this, look at this. Even on my own Instagram, I'm just like, I'm doing this podcast. It is to help people. It is to help them. Because the people who originally followed me didn't follow me for that content. But if they follow me today, that's the content they want. So like, what is the balance of all of this? And I think when you're looking at the idea of diversifying your income, that is something to consider. And going back to monetizing our hobbies, I think there's this very, very, I'm going to say a cliche thing. There's this very, very toxic conversation that exists where it's like rise and grind you gotta work a billion hours a day to make anything happen me 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 and like for some people that's totally true but for most of us we're exhausted you know we're creating all the time we're creating on demand we're figuring out all of these political company whatever's we're figuring out how to run our business if you're also like me you have an llc keeping track of all of that keeping track of your bank keeping track of the paperwork you have to file with the state keeping track of how you have to figure out taxes for that keeping track of like your spending to marketing to etsy store to manufacturing ratio it's just some people don't want to be everybody some people don't want to be the boss. Some people don't want to be the accountant. But like in reality, when you do that stuff, when you have a store or you're trying something out or you're working for yourself, you're all of those people. And if you're trying to figure that out while you have a day job, that's a lot of work. And um, I just want to sit here and really say that it's okay if you don't do that. It's okay if you just have your day job. It's okay if you work part-time and then you completely focus on all of that other stuff because the reality is, as a creative, we're going to do this anyway. You know what I mean? We're going to do this regardless of if we're paid or not. And if you can find your natural behavior to make all of that work, like for me, this is really natural. Anyone in my life who comes up to me to ask me a question about their job, like for fun, I write people's resumes in my life. I don't know why. I just love that stuff. And I've produced three other podcasts before this one. One with my friend, another one with a different friend. And then I don't even remember the third one. But And now it's this one. This is my fourth podcast I've produced in the last five years just because it's fun. So clearly I'm a natural at teaching. I'm natural at talking. I have a business mind and a creative mind to help break all of this communication down to teach all of you all of this stuff and I love this I make YouTube videos I make TikTok videos I make graphics for this like I'm a one-woman show <laughs> but this is natural for me and not every other designer wants to get in front of their iPhone in their room at the end of a work day and like obsessively look over their notes app and go "Ooh, I'm gonna record a podcast at 8 40 in the afternoon like some of us just aren't cut from that cloth, just like I'm not cut from the cloth of artists, genuine traditional artists who can make prints and do all this stuff. But the fact that that avenue exists is new and it's innovative 
and it's available and it's okay to try. It's okay to experiment. I've experimented with a lot of stuff. Uh, I have a Threadless store that I have no idea what to do with, but I've made a couple bucks off of it. And that's what I'm talking about when we're talking about diversifying. There are natural avenues for all of us creatives to fall into that can also flow into how social media is working. That can flow into how storefronts and manufacturing work for us. That are low barrier to entries for purchasing and manufacturing like pins, stickers, buttons. Stuff that's fun for us to do, you know? It's fun to do that. For me, like my snake Ruben, he gets hired to go on photo shoots. And, and I, it's natural to me with a reptile to go out and be like, I'm going to be the snake handler. I'll pose Ruben and I'll work with the photographers and the models and educate everyone. And then everyone has a fun time with the snake and it's exotic and, and cool. And like, that's just a natural weird niche for me. And that's another word we talk about a lot. It's niche out. And that's what I think made, again, it's apropos. It, it's what made my TikTok viral. If you're listening to me from TikTok, you probably saw that video where Brain Stew by Green Day was playing in the background and I was like, fuck you, fuck this, fuck this system. I'm going to tell you how to do this because nobody else did because that's my, that's how I am. That's like me at my core and that just, that fit in TikTok, it all fit and so when we're listening to grind culture and like do this, do that, monetize your hobbies. Oh, you made that cool backpack yourself. You should make backpacks and sell them on Etsy. Oh, you made this sticker for fun. You should make all the, you should make sticker packs and sell them here. And burp, burp, burp. You don't have to do that. But also if you want to, you can try and it's okay to go. I don't like this. I shut down my pin shop for a year because I just hated packaging and shipping everything if I had somebody else to do that for me I'd be like yeah I'll sell these pins all day whatever but then also I got a mortgage and I was like wow I have an HOA fee that sucks but that's the price of having a condominium so I could pay the whole thing myself with my job or I could make it a goal to sell a couple hundred dollars in pins every month and let me come up with a plan for that and that helps me a lot. And I, I have yet to reach this goal. So please go look at my pants. <laughs> but also, that's what diversifying your income means. And it's okay if you're not being super serious about it. But it's also great if you are. And I got this question the other day from a mom on TikTok talking about how her daughter was interested in doing art and they were talking about school and the whole college discussion which I'll get into in a whole other podcast it's a very loaded discussion going to school or college these days and I can tell you some opinions about it later but regardless the point was that she was mentioning that they had decided to like let her daughter go to conventions and sell her fan art there and things like that and I think that's an excellent like way to get exposed to something to see how you feel about it and you'll be surrounded by your people and you'll network with other people there and it's not because you're going there to go like I'm gonna network in the art world you're just going somewhere you genuinely enjoy and you would have been anyway and that's kind of my point I think it makes a lot of sense to diversify your income with your creativity if you were just going to be doing it anyway you know I would have made pins anyway because I think that it's fun I would have 
brought my snake to a photo shoot anyway because it would have been fun and the fact that I get to do it with like you know rappers and go on stage and stuff like that like that's just a bonus about all of it and that I get paid my rent sometimes that's a bonus those are also all true things that have happened and it's just it's how you think about what you're doing and why you do it and and I think instead of tailoring your work to Etsy or tailoring your work to a society six let me find what I should make to be successful on these platforms I think that approach is totally fine but I don't think it's necessarily natural for anyone so I think it's totally okay to look at what you're already doing for your own enjoyment and going where could this fit in this modern social world in this modern monetization that exists because the reality is it's always going to be in front of us you're always going to see an influencer there's always going to be a creator's program there's always going to be that stuff it's established it's here it's not going anywhere but i think that what really bogs us down is feeling like we're slaves to an algorithm that's how i have felt for a really long time especially with instagram which is why i think i have a really tumultuous relationship with that app right now because i see a lot of creators and there's a lot of tattoo artists on there and that's like what i'm really interested in when i'm on instagram and stories are a nice aspect because you get to see a little bit of somebody's personal life and you get to see behind the scenes and you get to see all this stuff but then it got really curated and then the algorithm got very pay to play and then it started shadow banning people and you didn't know how the hashtags work and it just changed too much for us to be successful at it but then you have something like tiktok come along I'm on there all day long. I get the jokes because I'm watching this and I'm watching people talk and the algorithm is showing me what I want to see. And I'm watching a lot of art students getting frustrated and I had already thought about this podcast idea. And I'm watching these kids get more and more frustrated and I'm watching people be more and more scared and I'm watching people be more and more unsure of what to do and giving up on what they love and, and they never had a shot in hell in the first place. And that's honestly how this whole project came to be. I was just on a social app and I was like, you know what? What I would be doing anyway fits. I'm just going to scoot on in here, you know? And and I think that's a major reason I, I get like 500 views video now, which to some people doesn't sound like a lot. But to me, a regular person who just knows a couple more things, that's a huge deal. And, and that kind of exposure doesn't happen anymore on social media apps. And being human is really difficult to come by sometimes. So when you find a way to naturally fit into all these things we love, we love being people, watching people, and we invest in personalities because we like them and we identify with them and all this stuff. Maybe this is the advertiser in me kind of coming out a little bit. But I, I just want you guys to think about the fact that you don't have to make stuff to fit into the mold. You can make stuff and find where your things fit. And, I, and that's kind of really the metaphorical way to think about being a creative too. You don't need to make yourself fit somewhere that doesn't feel natural. You can take what your natural ability is and fit somewhere. And... 
that goes for jobs that goes for hobbies that goes for monetization that goes for diversifying that goes for getting paid that goes for so many things if you really sit and think about that and so I just really kind of wanted to start wrapping up the money month with thinking more about your health as a creative your mental health your happiness your how much weight are you carrying around and where is it coming from? Because there's a lot of heaviness in the world right now. And that's why all next month, all April, we're going to be talking about emotional support. Because I've also watched a lot of people through the pandemic and their office coming into their home and things like that. We have trouble with imposter syndrome. We have trouble with boundaries. We have trouble with balancing the fact that capitalism sucks but we're participating and what does that mean for us and what does that mean for the industry and what does that mean for creatives like what 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 even is all of that and we're going to talk about art school we're finally going to just actually talk about it for real and it's going to be I'm kind of scared about it to be honest I feel like the art school mafia is going to get me but that's also not real so (laughs) So in wrapping up all of these money talks, like you can absolutely monetize your hobbies, but I don't want you to feel like you have to. And I want you to, if you're going to do it, I want you to think about how what you would naturally be doing fits into the channels that are available because it's not realistic to be on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok successfully. You'll probably be successful on one of them. And for me, I seem to be the most successful on TikTok, which I'm fine with because I get it and I'm literally on there all the time. You hear me talk about it. So follow the creative mentor on TikTok. I bite down all these clips. Brian, my administrative assistant beta fish, makes a couple of appearances. Maybe Ruben will start. Um, (laughs) And you can find all of this other stuff really on my patreon that's where i really want you to go i'm just gonna be honest with you guys at this point we're in like what seventh eighth episode or whatever i want you guys to go to my patreon i really try to make a lot of it free for you because i don't think gatekeeping information is helpful to anyone the design industry needs way more diversity in pretty much every aspect of the word and part of my goal with this is to make this accessible whether you went to art school you're thinking about it you don't have the money to I don't care who you are. I want you to learn this because I really wish people had told me this. And I really wish there had been a class to do this. And honestly, if I could be a college professor to teach this, I would be. But I'd have to go back to school to get a master's, which I don't think I'm going to do. So (laughs) I really want you to just go to the Creative Mentor Patreon. Take a look at if my my tears really do you any good. And if you're not interested in them, let a girl know. I want to make stuff for you that is helpful. And this podcast and my workbooks and my stickers and my fun little things I do, I just do because I like to. I literally think about this podcast 24-7. I talk about it all the time when I'm not talking on it. And I'm constantly writing things, collecting links, having discussions with the professionals around me about it. And like all of this comes up like it's not just me dreaming up these topics. It's the people in my profession around me I'm talking to. I'm just the mouthpiece for a lot of us. And so I, I all of that information is at my Patreon is the point. 
<laughs> I have $2 tiers to get everything early. $7 gets you the workbook. $12 makes us pen pals. And I'll send you stickers and give you all that other stuff. And my $20, we can talk one-on-one, -on -one, man. We can be connected on LinkedIn. I'll review your portfolio. I'll read and workshop your resume with you. Because remember, that's a hobby that I love to do. So go check out The Creative Mentor on Patreon and you can literally find all of the links there. If you're watching me on YouTube, thank you for subscribing. It's literally just the video format of this where you can see my gorgeous alternative punk ass face exist while I talk to you about business. And again, I, diversifying is a great idea, but only if it feels good to do because it's not always realistic. A lot of the things people older than us tell us aren't always realistic and grounded in reality. And I get that. And I'm trying to keep this as grounded as possible. So I hope that this helps. I hope that this gave you some food to thought. I do have an article I want to share with you about this idea of how to to how to diversify as a designer. That was really hard for a second. And I'm just going to leave it in there. I'm not editing this. Fuck that. But how to diversify as a freelance designer is an article that I found helpful and useful. And if you didn't know, now you know. There are a lot of different ways to diversify your income, manufacture pins, stickers, shirts. There's a zillion ways to make things that eight years ago did not exist. So if you're more interested in working for yourself, you find yourself with a bunch of downtime and maybe you can think about making a business of some sort that makes you happy or you just want to try. I've been there. I've done that. I've tried that. Didn't work for me, but that doesn't mean it won't work for you. All of that, it exists. So I'll try to put all that in one place for you. And um, you know what? To be quite honest with you, there's a bonus Monday next week. There's an extra one and I don't have a topic right now. So I have topics for all next month, but we'll see. It'll be a surprise. Let's see what we talk about next week. It'll be a total surprise to both of us. So I'll talk to you all later. If you have any questions, hop over to TikTok. I'm always on there answering stuff. So see you next week. <laughs>